time for your morning briefing of junior mining and mineral exploration news. You are tuned in to Mining Stock Daily. Now, reporting from the Clear Creek Digital Studios in Denver, Colorado, here's your host, Trevor Hall. And good morning, everybody. Welcome back into the Mining Stock Daily Morning Briefing. This is Trevor Hall. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. It's February 14th. After rallying overnight during Eastern Hemisphere trading hours and, believe it or not, through the London AM price fix, gold was slaughtered right after the COMEX open in response to a higher-than-expected inflation report. The price plunged in the paper market from $2,043 to $2,003 April contract basis. Gold closed at $2,005. Silver similarly rose overnight during the Eastern physical buying feeding session, but was shoved off the cliff with gold, dropping from $23 to as low as $22.03 March basis, before bouncing and closing at $22.16. The Mining Stock Journal is encouraged that gold held above $2,000 and silver held above $22.16. The mining stocks were massacred with the Arctic Gold Bugs Index down 6.5% and the GDX down 5.1%. The Mining Stock Journal noted that the large producer stocks were hit the hardest for this reason, while many of the junior microcap stocks were left unscathed. The newsletter said, in the context that investors flocked to gold as an inflation hedge, it's absurd that gold and silver were hammered on a bad inflation report. It illustrates the corrupt nature of the gold and silver derivatives markets. And as a side note, and perhaps most importantly, Our hearts and thoughts go out to everybody affected by the engineering disaster in Turkey yesterday. So we will continue to uh, watch this story play out. We'll get to the news out of the miners and explorers here in just a moment. First, a quick word about today's sponsor. This episode of Mining Stock Daily is brought to you by Visla Silver. Visla Silver is focused on becoming one of the world's largest single-asset silver producers, through the exploration and development of the 100% owned Panuco Capala Silver Gold District in Sinaloa, Mexico. The company consolidated this historic district in 2019 and has now completed over 325,000 meters of drilling. The company has the world's largest undeveloped high-grade silver resource. You can learn more at visasilver.com. And here's what you need to know this morning. We'll stick with Inventa Capital's Visa, all of this time Visa Copper. It has entered into an agreement to acquire all of the issued and outstanding common shares of Universal Copper, which includes the flagship Poplar project in British Columbia. The project hosts a current undiluted indicated mineral resource of 152.3 million tons, grading 0.32% copper, 0.009% molybdenum, 0.09 grams per ton gold, and 2.5 grams per ton silver, and an undiluted inferred mineral resource of 139.3 million tons, grading 0.29% copper, 0.005% molybdenum, 0.07 grams per ton gold, and almost 5 grams per ton silver. Under the terms of the arrangement agreement, all of the issued and outstanding universal shares will be exchanged for Visa Copper common shares on the basis of 0.23 Visa Copper shares for each universal share. Visa Copper trades on the venture with VCU and on the OTCQB with VCUFF. 
Caliber announced ore control reverse circulation drill results from its Leprechaun open pit on the Valentine Gold Mine in Newfoundland and Labrador. The company completed 486 ore control RC drill holes totaling just over 9,000 meters, with the majority of the holes drilled on a 9 by 9 meter grid spacing. Drilling identified previously unrecognized high-grade gold mineralization outside the mineral reserves, which will lead to additional ore tons in the drilled area compared to the 2022 Valentine Feasibility Study. Results included 46.5 grams per ton gold over 5.3 meters and 17.16 grams per ton over 7 meters. The initial ore control block model shows an increase of 15% ore tons and an increase of 12% ounces versus that 2022 mineral reserve report. Caliber trades on the TSX with CXB and on the OTCQX with CXBMF. Barrick Gold published their full-year gold production numbers, which sit at just over 4 million ounces and its copper output of 420 million pounds. Chief Executive Mark Bristow said despite picking up the pace in the latter half of the year, Barrick couldn't quite make up for the challenges it faced in the first half, and gold production fell slightly short of the annual guidance, as flagged with the Q3 results. Nevada gold mines had a stronger fourth quarter on the back of higher grades and operational improvements, while Pueblo Viejo advanced the commissioning of the expansion plant, addressing most of the equipment failures. Barrick's operating cash flows increased year-by-year by year by 7% to $3.7 billion, and free cash flow was up by 50% at $646 million. Net earnings increased by 200% to 72 cents per share and adjusted net earnings increased by 12% to 84 cents per share while the quarterly dividend was maintained at 10 cents. Barrett Gold trades on the NYSE with GOLD and on the TSX with ABX. QC Copper and Gold says they have completed an initial four-hole drill program on the Cook and Rabatile Mines corridor adjacent to the Opamiska open pit. The company says visual results from this drill program confirm significant widths of mineralization. Although assays are pending, the company's experience in the district defining open pit type material uh, using these results were encouraging. The drill program targeted step out areas of interest that could contain new resources with sufficient widths for open pit mining. Very little drilling into the Gwillem fault complex has been done and the structure extends over 15 kilometers within the greater Opamiska project property. QC Copper and Gold trades on the venture with QCCU. Newfound Gold released new results from 19 diamond drill holes that were completed as part of a follow-up drill program at Iceberg East. It's a high-grade zone located 300 meters northeast of Keats along the Appleton Fault Zone. Results included 13.3 meters of 7.5 grams per ton gold and included a 0.8 meter interval of 91.75 grams per ton. There's 5 meters of 15.3 grams per ton with a 1 meter interval of 63.7 grams per ton. And 14.25 meters of 5.5 grams per ton with a 1 meter interval in that hole of 48.6 grams per ton gold. When combined with the 400-meter segment of Keats, Maine, the near-surface corridor now covers over one kilometer of strike. 
Newfound gold trades on the venture with NFG and on the NYSC American with NFGC. All right, that's a wrap here this morning on the morning briefing. We should be back later today with some more corporate updates. We'll see if this volatility today is subdued after yesterday's just, I guess, massacre for lack of a better term. So we'll watch this going. The Mining Stock Daily Morning Briefing is produced by Clear Commodity Network and Investment Research Dynamics Mining Stock Journal. It is distributed throughout the world through your podcast network of choice and by our friends over at the Junior Mining Network. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Be well. The information presented should not be considered investment advice. Mining Stock Daily and its affiliates are not responsible for any loss arising from any investment decision in connection with the material presented herein. Please do your own research or speak with a licensed financial representative before making any investment decisions.